This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Ah, uh, yes, a good Monday one and all. It is Taz of the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It is the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get Mortgage. You've got uh, Pete, Shep, Mike across the way of the side at the controls. Bogus with your updates as we go for the next three hours right up until 9. Hopefully everyone out there had a lovely weekend. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Uh, good, Moose. Good, Moose. Uh, looking forward to uh, broadcasting another excellent show. we got a lot of great sports content here. Opinions, uh, breakdowns of some really good uh, NFL games, some disappointing games, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, a lot to get to. Yeah. Uh, it was a good week yeah. four uh, of the NFL. No, I mean, I thought yeah. overall, uh, yeah, when you look part. at it, I, I thought it was, uh, you know, I mean, there were some duds, obviously, but uh, as there is e- as each and every week. But uh, I think for the most part, uh, I thought it was a, a pretty entertaining Sunday of football. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I agree. I, I, some surprises for me, a couple of different surprises. Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, well, what's the biggest surprise to you? Uh, it's a good question. If, if I had to say the biggest surprise to me, just off the top of my head, just yeah. spitballing because we didn't discuss this. First thing that jumps out, the Buccaneers. I yeah, did, I would agree. I did, okay, so it's not just me. I did not expect that to happen one bit. No, uh, I mean, to, uh, to put up 55 points, to you know, and, and some of it was defensive. Uh, you know, Goff playing very, very poorly uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. I think he, what, he threw three interceptions in the yeah, game, had a lost yeah. fumble, taken back by Sue for a touchdown when it was a 48-40 game, and the Rams are trying to drive down for what was uh, the game-tying touchdown with a two-point conversion late in that game, under two minutes to go in regulation, Taz. Yeah, I, I think so, and yeah. and I would agree with you. I, I, I think that was probably uh, the biggest stunner with Tampa Bay going into that game as a double-digit underdog and to win the game going away, but not just win the game going away, but to score 55 points in Los Angeles. I mean, that, to me, yeah. was absolutely surprising. Yeah, and I've said a couple times here on the show, I'm you know, I'm not really a huge Jameis Winston fan, like of his player or anything like that. I mean, uh, but he, he played great. I mean, he played great. I mean, he almost had 400 yards. I mean, <laughs> he had four touchdowns, one one interception. He played great. No, I did not expect fantastic. that, especially on the road, you know. Yeah, on the road. and that after defense the, going well, against him. Well, right. Well, and that's the thing, I guess, that, you know, because Winston can have some of those games, Taz, where he plays really, really well. Um, you know, and there's no denying that there's talent there. He's turned the football over a lot. I mean, in I think it's now 60 career starts. He's had uh, – I think the number is 103 turnovers in 60 career starts wow. in the National Football League. Yeah. So, I mean, he, that's the problem with Winston Taz is he doesn't take care of the football. Um, you know, and you know whether it be prone to the fumble or prone to the interception, uh, you know, that's been a problem for Jameis Winston. Now, he did have one interception yesterday. He was taken back to the house for a touchdown that made that game, you know, that made that game uncomfortable for Tampa Bay late, but you know, they jump out twenty-one nothing, but there's no denying that he's he's got the talent to throw the football. I guess I'm surprised that he had one of those games in L.A. against that you know star-studded Rams defense, uh, and that Wade Phillips could not adjust at all as that game went along, even at halftime. I mean, there was none whatsoever in terms of yeah. trying to 
either A, create pressure, stop the ground game. Donald was minimized. Uh, they were picking on the secondary, whether it be, you know, hitting Godwin in the slot or Mike Evans with a big 67-yard touchdown reception uh, in that fourth quarter, Taz. Um, you know, it was, to me, I, I think the fact that the Rams struggled so much defensively against Tampa Bay was surprising. That's that's the that's the takeaway for me, too, the, the, the uh, defensive end of it for a really good, like you said, star-studded Rams defense. I mean, like, you, you know, if you look at the stars on the um, on the Rams, a lot of them played good. I mean, Goff, yeah, lost the game. He had three interceptions, but he did throw for over 500 yards, All right? And you got Woods and you got, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Cup. They both played well, I, you know, for the most part. Had a lot of yards, had a lot of catches. Wasn't enough. Winston and, uh, you know, Winston just shut down that defense, just outplayed, outplayed. And uh, and Wade Phillips did not have a game plan to the point you made for Wade Phil, uh, for um, James Winston, I should say, and the Buccaneers' offense. Uh, I just didn't expect that at the Buccaneers' offense at all. Did not. Yeah, I did not. You're right. And for the Rams, they got to get back to the drawing board because they you know laid yeah. an absolute defensive dud yesterday. And you're right. I mean, Goff played through for over 500 yards. When those interceptions came, though, they were absolute killers, and they just did not run the football. So... <laughs> I mean, he threw the football, what, 68 times, I think, in the course of the game, which, is, you know, has got to be a new Rams record, um, most ever in his NFL career, uh, as he throws for over 500 yards. But they only attempted 11 rushes the entire game. I mean, that's that's amazing What's when you think Gurley? about it. What's with Gurley? Think about it. What's, he had 16 yards, Gurley. Yeah, he did. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, they went. They fell behind 21 nothing. They want to stretch the field. You know, bit. so yeah, at yeah. that stage, Taz, they, they basically oh, yeah. abandoned any, any yeah, sense any of the ground game. game. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. went to a two-minute offense, and – and kind of really I thought maybe the, the turning point of the game was when that game was 21 nothing. The Rams scored two successive touchdowns make it 21-14. You know, and, and then the Buccaneers answer right back to make it a 28-14 game before the field goal late by Greg the Leg to make it 28-17 at the half. I thought that was a big touchdown late second quarter by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to kind of stabilize themselves in the game. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people had the Rams in their knockout pools and the like, and were thinking that they were mm. going to blow the doors off the Bucks and coming back home, place was rocking uh, early on in that game before the Buccaneers basically uh, took it to them. Yeah. Uh, and they were clearly the better team uh, over the course of it. Yeah, I, I'd say that was probably the biggest surprise to me. I mean, you know, I think Oakland going on the road mm. and beating the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... I you know, I was buying into what Indianapolis was doing and what they were doing with Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, the Oakland Raiders coming off a you know bad road performance the week previous against the Minnesota Vikings. Taz, I, I thought you know this is a game that Indianapolis should take care of business. And you know, Carr played relatively well. Brissett struggled, had a pick six late when they had an opportunity to get themselves back into that game and maybe tie it up late. Um and uh, I was surprised that Oakland won that game outright. Yeah, me too. That's another one that was surprised me, and I was happy for Josh Jacobs. He ran the ball well he for did. Oakland, man. Um, he uh he he had like seventeen carries, like eighty yards, seventy nine yards. So didn't have any touchdowns, but he, he but he ran the ball really well. And you said about Derek Carr, he protected the football. We told my quarterbacks protect the football. He did. I mean, he was twenty-one of thirty-one, hundred eighty-nine yards. So two TDs, no INTs. So, you know, he he played really well. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I was surprised uh, to, to get that victory for the Raiders to get that victory for sure. They needed that. They needed that. Gruden needed that. I think Gruden needed that more than the team needed. It. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, well, and yeah, you felt good. I mean, when we we think about coaches, maybe not wearing their emotions on their sleeve a little bit. Taz, you saw early on in that game when you had the. Uh, Trevor Davis touchdown run from 60 yards out. They showed Gruden on the sideline 
kind of rejoicing and screaming and yeah, I don't know what the hell he was screaming, but right. you know, saying like "here we go" or whatever it might have been. Sure, um, you know, it, it, they it was kind of a. I would say a, a release of frustration yeah. from John Gruden on the sideline for the <laughs> Oakland Raiders because he's yeah. been very, very frustrated. Sure, sure. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, you know, they go on the road, beat the Indianapolis Colts, and, you know, you see some of the issues offensively from that Colt team. Brissett did throw three touchdowns, threw for 265 yards, but it was a game also, Taz, mm. that they were not able to play their game because they did trail, you know, at one point in time. You know, they're down 21 7, they're down 21 10. Uh, at the half, um, 24-10 at one point in time. So it's not exactly like they can go and lean on that offensive line sure. and run the football with Marlon Mack when you're down two, three scores. It's just not going to happen. No, definitely not going to happen. And had an ejection that game, right? Fontes Burfecht, uh, the hit on um, on the tight end, helmet to helmet. I guess we can get into that later on unless you want to talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it, it just I saw the hit. I'm sure you saw the hit too. Yep. I mean, and of course he's a repeat offender. You know, he's he's got that, that rep on him. All the time he was in uh, in uh, Cincinnati and everything, and the type of player, the type of linebacker he is, yeah, he's a hard nosed guy. He he's got you know not, he plays hard and he plays nasty, a little bit dirty for sure. That hit was nasty. I mean, I, I think he deserved to be ejected out of that game. He definitely led straight forge ahead with his helmet uh, on the tight end and was nasty. Um, which this is like it's tough to say, not tough to say. Which when I think of that, what happened with Perfect in that hit. Uh, I jump ahead to the Bills Patriots game. You know what happened to Josh Allen? Sure. You know that. So it's because and and I was on Twitter yesterday after the, the Bills Pats game, talking about that and mentioned Perfect. Well, talking about. It, I mean, I guess it ended up being an argument with some people on Twitter and me. <laughs> and uh, you know, and of course, I came off like the bitter Bills fan, which I really wasn't. I'm just I'm more of the disgruntled. Everything goes the the Patriots way, fan. That's it's just like uh, anyway. So that, well, they had, both hits were nasty. They were both nasty. Yeah, right. they were both nasty. But I saw uh, speaking of the Josh Allen hit. I don't know if you saw. Like later on, it was it was going around online. I watched this whole Bills Patriots game. Obviously, as being a Bills fan, I did not see they had an over like an over the top um, shot. Maybe it was that that iCam that cable gimmick camera they have that shot it. The hit, and if you look at the hit, it definitely looked like Josh Allen, in, in an act of defending himself, he kind of leveled his head as Jones was going to hit him. Unlike with the perfect hit in the Colts Raider game, he just went straight ahead with his head down into that tight end's head. Uh, Doyle, I think his name is correct. Yeah, Doyle. So Allen, uh, you're saying leaned into that? Well, hit? he did a little bit. If you see, uh, I'll try and find it. But if you see the overhead shot of it, which they, you know, I I, I must have missed it unless I flipped was flipping back and forth, maybe looking at the Giants game, and I missed that replay of the overhead shot. Yeah, Josh Allen, he kind of definitely, he went forward while Jones was going to hit him. But in defense to Josh Allen, he had a player, his name escapes me, no defensive well, back. Wrapping him up. Wrapping him up. So right. his, his forward progress wasn't stopped yet. It's a bang-bang play. I, I call these plays all. We talk about this stuff all the time, you and I. You know, and But when you break it down, it's like, all right, well, if you look at the shot overhead, Josh Allen definitely leaned into. He, he could have got flagged. Allen could have got flagged for leaning with his head. That that's my point. And it's for a Bills fan to say that, it's tough for me to say that. But I'm just being honest. And Nick, I got to see that. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying I, to I find it. I, see, but it, it's I also think it's hard to decipher when you look at everything in slow motion. Too, oh God, because yeah. Some yeah. things are. Oh, uh, yeah. Some things aren't really 
reality, but they look like it. You know what I'm saying? No I, doubt. Know, no, I agree. I, I don't. I don't. You know, I, yeah. watching that play. Yeah, here's yeah. Well, for you people listening on the radio, you people, uh, I'm showing most of the videos. It doesn't translate well on the radio, but <laughs> but yeah, you can see if you look. Look, I think it's going to replay. It's like a gift. If you look at his head, you see. Look at Josh Allen. See, he sees the hits coming. He leans in with his head. Yeah. I mean, that could just be instinctual. See, I just look. I look at that as him being wrapped up. That's what I was More, thinking too. I, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily. I don't think there's any way you'd flag Josh Allen on that. Yeah. No. No. I know. I'm just saying. But I'm I, trying to I, be. Okay, no, I know. I, I know you're trying to be kind of uh, not uh, Mr. not a Bill. homer here. No, not I Mr. get Bill. it. I, right, I, exactly. I, I never looked at that, and I I mean I watched. I didn't see the overhead replay, but when it happened, they showed it time and time and time again. Yeah. Uh, right as it transpired during the course of the game, I never I never looked at it thinking that Allen. I thought it was a guy getting wrapped up, and you Another know you look at, yeah. and then somebody popped him. Um, yeah. the more so than anything else, Taz, because I think you look at. Like I mentioned before, you could look at something and say, "Wow, he was le- he was leaning this way, leaning that way." I mean, you're looking at a bang bang play, right, right. and when you slow it down, I mean, this is not the movies; it's not the Matrix right, where right, guys right. are able to do. You know, it, it, it's just not happening. You right. look at all momentum, and momentum could just be leaning that way, and all of a sudden he gets popped. It's a nasty hit. I mean, and and I look at it not necessarily the uh, helmet to helmet aspect, but I look at it where. Uh, what was it, Jacobs for uh, for uh, for the Patriots? I believe it was. Was it uh, who had him wrapped up? You saying? No, oh, no, no, Jones, Jones. Oh, it was uh, Jones. Jo- uh, um, uh, what's his first name? I'm drawing a blank on the. No, that's fine. It, well, I look at it more of a case of he leans with his helmet. Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones. He leans leads in with his helmet a little bit, but it was more the finish with the shoulder the forearm, and then yeah, the, forearm the forearm. Yeah, yeah. That kind of knocked him back. That was kind of that was a nasty hit. I mean, there's yeah. no way about it. That was a nasty hit. Now. I thought Perfect was a little bit nastier because he actually launched and basically going straight on with his helmet to Jack Doyle, uh, and now he was in a prone spot. I think that was, you know, with an intent to injure. Sure. Um, and I, I did think that, uh, you know, the the hit by the hit by the Patriot defensive back. I, I don't in Jones. I, it was nasty. If they decided to throw him out of the game, I would have no issue with it whatsoever. Uh, they decided not to throw him out of the game. But really, the factor was the fact, even if they did throw him out of the game, the fact that Josh Allen was lost for the rest of the game is what really doomed the, the Bills in the game. Absolutely. I mean, there were several things that, that <laughs> look, as a Bills fan, I was pissed at many things during this game. The Bills had many opportunities to win this game. So many. And, and they did. And they blew it many times. And they kept the game close because their defense played amazing. But we're just talking about this hit right now. You know, and the thing is, my thing, Moose, and we've talked about it a lot, is, is the lack of consistency of the referees. Okay, it's just it's especially with these helmet to helmet these hits, and it's tough. It's tough to, to ref this and judge this. I understand that, but man, this kid here, Jones. Okay, there was this was offsetting penalties because I believe it was the Bills had like a hold or something Holding. on him. Yeah, and then it was like and then his personal foul. So basically, there was no repercussions in any way, shape, or form. I do think there's a good chance that Jones is going to get fined by the NFL. Oh, no doubt. Okay, but but my point is, in this game, it was just like all right, he did this nasty hit. You know, uh, that, you know, they want to stop Allen as best they can. I mean, at some point, many points of the game, Allen was stopping Allen because he was playing so bad. But, but, but anyway, you know, it, it seemed like, especially with that forearm shiver coming across, the follow through towards the head, it definitely seemed like a violent intent. Maybe not to the degree of Burfix was uh, in the Colts Raider game, but to me it was. Again, that could be me, me wearing my Bills hat, but the lack of consistency of the refs. How there's no 
yardage advantage for the team who just got their quarterback sent to the tent and then sent to the locker room and never came back on the field is ridiculous because it's offsetting penalties. Well, but that, those are the rules. That's unfortunate. I, I know, but I know. once you, I know, but yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it's right. Taz, going for but, the guy's head, man. You know. Well, but I, but I also. I, I do look at it. I'm not uh, listen. No, I know you're not defending I'm not the, defending the refs. The I know, head, yeah. But I also think perfect if you're going to compare the two, right? Or or just like perfect launched himself. He did. He did with it like a spearing motion, like a missile, like yeah. a missile to the helmet of, of Jack Doyle. Right. Right. I think the combination where the defensive back for the Patriots, you know, with. With uh, as he committed himself to it, I really think he was probably trying to lean lead in with his shoulder, and the fact that Josh Allen is going down all of a sudden created an opportunity to where it's the helmet. Now the forearm where he follows through is the nasty aspect of it, Taz. And if they wanted to eject it, I do think the intent was more distinct with Burfict than it was with the Patriots defensive back. But you know. It's un- it's unfortunate what the rules are, but those are the rules. So if you have a personal foul and there's a holding, they're going to be offsetting penalties. There's nothing you can do about it. And the fact that Josh Allen gets knocked out of that game, he got Mar- Matt Barkley to finish the game out. That stinks. Yeah, because stink, yeah. you know if Allen is there, you know you could easily make the argument that the Buffalo Bills are winning that football game um, I, 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 and yeah, they have an opportunity to win it. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was yeah. not on the field. And the Patriots are able to take advantage of it. And Barkley struggled in some certain situations with the ability for the Bills to put points up on the scoreboard. It stinks. There's no other way to cut it. it, it that does. one cuts deep. It's it sucks. It does. Uh, you know, but it is what it is. I mean, and and that's the problem. And you look at the inconsistency. I thought Burfict deserved to be ejected. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I, agree. I did not think. I, agree. I did not think the Patriots' defensive back deserved to be ejected. But I'm also not going to die on the hill if. If they did, if watching that game, Taz, if he did, if they said he's been ejected of the game for that kind of a hit because of the follow-through, I would not have had a problem with that. Yeah, and, and look, I, I mean, I go on Twitter. I was very active during after this game about this. Yeah, you were angry. I was angry. Yeah, I'm and, sure. And then, I, and then I have people coming at me, defending me, agreeing with me, and then a lot of the people that weren't agreeing with me and were being a little nasty because they're tough on Twitter. I happened to look at some of their accounts, and it was people from Vermont, from Massachusetts, from New Hampshire, from Connecticut. Mm. I'm like, oh, I see a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's all Patriot fans. Right. But some made valid points. And look, it's like one guy said, hey, dude, what are you going to do? This guy's coming. He's a quarterback who's, who can run. He's 6'5", 6'6", and he's, he's a big kid, and he's coming at you. And, and, and what is Jonathan Jones going to do? And I get that. I, I understand that. We're not talking about a, a Kyla Murray-sized quarterback here in, in Josh Allen. He's a big boy, and he, he's got speed, you know? So I understand that. I, and he he should – something I didn't mention, and you didn't mention either, we probably should have mentioned – yeah, and Josh Allen, he should have slid. Of course, he should have slid. He, yeah, and that would have prevented all of this. Uh, he'd still be. He still would have played the game. Maybe they would have won the game. He didn't slide. Yeah, he's but a tough he's guy. He's a tough kid. Yeah, right. So. But I. But I also. Th- there's a couple ways you, you look at. All players should be protected, certainly. And they're. Uh, you know, the the whole thing with concussions and CTE and helmet to helmet hits. They're trying to limit those as much as they possibly can, Taz. Uh, I don't. I, if you're going to protect the quarterback, then you got to protect the quarterback. Um, right. And and that's that's the other issue you have at hand as well. Because uh, you know, once Allen leaves that game and does not return, you got Barkley. The vibe of that game completely changed. Um, yeah. It just did because I ne- I never really got a sense that Barkley. I didn't really feel even when they had opportunities inside the ten yard line. I just never got the feel that Barkley was going to finish off one of those drives. I, <laughs> I just didn't, and it was a shame because. 
They were able to rebound and come back from 13-0 down to make it a 16-10 game. They had so many opportunities. Defense was fantastic. Fantastic. The Patriot offense really struggled. The Bills had every single opportunity to, to win it. It would have been fun to see Allen back on that field, say, to leave a drive, and then maybe Brady having an opportunity to leave the Patriots. But you never really got it. You kind of just got two teams you know, the Patriots making good defensive plays and punting the ball back to Buffalo for well, another opportunity. That's basically what you got. It was the rest defense, of the game. defense. Yeah. It was I, all defense the entire game. But I, I got to say, I'm, I'm going to give a little nod to, 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 to Barkley. He, I felt that, and I know, I can't remember the series. It was late in the fourth. It was his second series he was in the game. He had not one, not two, not three drops, three drops, one by Beasley, one by Zay Jones, maybe two by Zay Jones. Three drops in these guys' hands, and it was a three and out, and and that was a that was an opportunity to get some points on the board very late in the game. He played okay. He was nine to sixteen. I mean, but but I agree with you. There was never a sense that he's going to close I mean, that game. No, no, I, I agree I know with that you're part. Mr. Bill. I never. I am sense. Mr. Bill. But I understand he did that. Play, I, he did play better than I thought he would have played. Yeah, he, well, yeah. he did. He did. No. He, he made some <laughs> some you know. He, he did okay. It wasn't embarrassingly bad. No, he, was he wasn't off he the was, bench. I mean, you know. No, no. I, yeah. Taz, uh, I'm not trying to rain a. It, I know that. I backup understand. quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks for a reason. It's good that he has a job in the National Football League, but that game, I think, ends up differently if Allen remains in the game. Unfortunately, he leaves the game with that concussion after that nasty hit. And it's a shame because for me, and I've got no skin in the game, I'm not a Pat or Bill fan, Taz, it hurt the game from my perspective watching it because I'd like to have seen number 17 still on the field. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's Taz of the Moose with you. Just getting going here on this Monday morning. What's your take? Do you think there is an inconsistency in the NFL with what you saw from the perfect hit, what you saw from the Jones hit on Josh Allen in the Patriots and Bills game? Plus, we'll get to the Sunday night affair. No offense, none whatsoever between the Saints and Cowboys. That comes your way next. It's Taz and Moose on a Monday, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll free line of 855 212 4227 brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Al Riveron, uh, vice president of officiating for the National Football League. Uh, talked about that hit by Jones, saying, well, we looked at it in the situation. We didn't feel that the contact rose to the level of ejection. Uh, the player actually turns, Jones, that is. Obviously, there's helmet contact, but we have standards for an ejection, and did this did not rise to that stand for standard, so therefore we did not eject him. Yeah, a lot of stress. There you go. A lot of stress in that Bills-Patriots game. I mean, I did not enjoy the game. I'm being honest. Like, the game sucked for me. Even if they would have won the game, I was pissed during the game. And I even tweeted, we don't deserve to win the game. Okay? There's too many opportunities. And then all this BS and then the hit. And then there was an interception that wasn't an interception by the Patriots. And 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 and, and the Patriots ended up getting a field goal after that. And I was talking to you during the break about this, Moose. There was a play. I can't recall what quarter it was in the game. I think it was the third quarter before Allen got hurt. Allen throws an interception, 
He threw three on the day. Yeah, he had a, a couple for sure. Yeah. But anyway, he throws balls intended for Zay Jones. And then um, the defensive back is bobbling the ball near the sideline but possesses the ball. And they say interception. They review it in New York. Interception. And then Gene Steratore came back into the broadcast booth, like his audio. He, he talked live five minutes after the play, maybe six, seven minutes after the play. Now, I got to say, I ripped Gene Steratore last week. He, oh, he never disagrees with the guys in the field. I was wrong. He did it last uh, yesterday. He came back in and broke down the play. I put it out on my Twitter yesterday. Um, well, take me through the mechanic. When when they're reviewing okay. the play, they did not have Steratore there initially? Correct. They, Why I, didn't they have him there I don't initially? Know. I don't know, but I was thinking that. I'm like, what the hell? Why? This is a CBS broadcast. Why did it not go into Steratore? And they, they didn't. They did not go to him. I was waiting to hear him, and they didn't go to him. And they went to him four to five minutes of game action or Correct. four to five minutes of, like, it was the, the interception happened at the eight-minute mark, and they went back to him at the four-minute mark or the, four yeah, to like, five minutes of real time? The real time. The game okay. rolled on. Okay. You forgot about the interception. You forgot about the field goal because gotcha. of the interception. And then it's like, hey, guys, by the way, this play, this came after a commercial break. Gotcha. And, and dude, it was crazy because – and Steratore said in his 20 years of officiating, he's never seen this play happen or this rule be in effect, but it's a legitimate rule. And the rule is, basically, I'm not reading the rule, but the way he explained it, the um, a, a defensive player goes to intercept the ball. As the ball is bob- being bobbled in his hands and he doesn't have full possession of it, the ball touched the offensive player who was out of bounds, which is Zay Jones. Which means the ball's out of bounds. That's right, which right. means it's a dead ball. It's an it, incomplete pass. Right. But they didn't, and they rev- I'm getting, they reviewed it. Down. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a, that's a miss. This is where I get a little, this is why my blood pressure goes up. That's a miss. This is where, and now this is another reason why, Moose, I don't, I'm just, I don't take action on games because I can't. Because I, my blood, pr- I, I will. Well, if you took the bills and the points, you covered. No, I know, but just, <laughs> just the, the stress, the anger, and the rage. Like, I, I, I have a little bit of an issue. So, this is the thing. Like, this play here, like, we're talking about this interception. I'm, my head is starting to hurt. I can't. I can't. I can't talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk to Mike. Out not Idaho. Let's Want to talk to Mike? Let's, sure. Let's, Let's talk to Mike. Listen, 93.1 FM. What's going on, Mike? Mike, hello. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, all right. <laughs> Hey, so I'm a lifelong Bills fan, guys, right? And, Taz, I mean, I don't know how you could say that we did not deserve to win that game. I mean, we got screwed in so many calls. I mean, what about the pass interference call? What if, when, uh, uh, what's his name, got tripped? Right. You know, that, that was a, uh, or the oh, first Oh, down, the uh, uh, pick play. Gave. You mean the pick? The pick. Yeah, pick yeah. play. Oh, total. Yeah. Dude, he put his foot down right in front of the guy. <laughs> I know. It was unbelievable. You're right. No, you're right about that. I was ready to, I was ready to throw things at the TV yeah. when that was going on. No, here, Mike, here's my thing. The reason why, and look, there were so many opportunities. I was saying, and Moose was saying it before, to win the game. That's what I'm saying, Bills. We did not deserve to win that game because they screwed up. A, yeah, sure. You get screwed on a lot of calls against you, especially when playing the Patriots. But there was a lot of opportunities for the Bills to win the game. There was, bro. Seriously. Right. But, I mean, if that hit on Josh Allen was 100% dirty, 100%, there, there's no – I mean, that was just a, a, a freaking uh, – yeah. That, if Josh Allen was in that game, we would have won that game. Yeah. You know, I was at that last Bills game when the, when they beat the Patriots at home. Oh, And nice. that place – I mean, there was people crying. I mean, it was just such a – Was that 2011? It was like we won the Super Bowl. It was, wow. like, amazing. Yeah, I think it was oh, yeah, 2011. It, was a while ago. Yeah. it goes back. It goes back. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was amazing. And, and I mean, the, the whole city would have gone nuts if we would have won that game. Nah, I know. It was and that's awesome. the part that sucks because it was there for us to, to win, and 
we, we blow it. But Well, and Tom Brady didn't play well. The Bills defense had him locked down to 150 yards. He, he had to get he out nervous. of town. He had to get out quick. Like, let me get out of here while I can. Because he did not. He, Tom he, Brady yeah. on the sideline, he was nervous. He, and was he, was, he was freaking patient talking to himself. That's right. He was nervous. Yep. But you yeah. know what? Here's I know it's going to bother you, Mike and, and Taz is Bill fans. I know it's going to bother you. Uh, the Patriots, even though it's not pretty, they always just find a way to win. Well, that's the thing that is really annoying. And, they, and, and, and all right. they all they do is, and they're not. I mean, they're not going to go undefeated this year. And Brady <laughs> certainly struggled. But we talked about that defense, and they leaned on that defense heavily late yesterday afternoon. And that defense responded. I mean, Allen did throw three interceptions. The one thing Allen's really good at is these fourth quarter comebacks where he gets better, even if he's atrocious as the game early goes on in the yeah, game. As the game goes on. So you know, it would have been nice to have him there uh, for the entirety of the fourth yeah. quarter uh, to see exactly what what Josh Allen would be able to do if he could find a way to score. And you know, Barkley had opportunities to put points up on the scoreboard. Unfortunately, he couldn't just uh, oh, his you know, receivers were dropping the ball. That's well, that's not just that, but also he had the goal to go opportunity late. The yeah, fourth but, goal. Uh, yes, that's right. Well, yes, yeah, the, the, you know, he, yeah, yeah. where it was, I mean, he, he gave, you know, the play broke down right from the word go. And then you had the interception off of, uh, uh, you know, basically the balloon ball in the air picked off by Jamie Collins. His arm got hit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, know. I know. No, look, I'm not saying the guy is, you know, Dan Marino. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Oh, let's say, yeah. listen, I would have been. You got to have guys catch the ball and fall into their hands. I, and that's what it wasn't troubling. happening for him. You know? I know. It's troubling. Backup it's comes bothersome. in. You're playing the Patriots. You're home. You're yeah. freaking down by six at the time. Right. And you got guys like Cole Beasley drop a ball in his hand. Zay Jones, catch the ball. Yeah, Cole Beasley, your guy. I know. I love him, too. Uh, what's going guy. on, Andrew? Good morning. Moose. Oh, man. Good yeah. morning. Pete, Mike, another alternate Pete. Weird Al. Everybody, good morning. Uh, here's your report. It is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There is a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Andrew, before you do your update, yes. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you need not to do what you did right before the show in my office. Okay? That can't happen again, plus there'll be a problem. Okay. I read the newspaper next to Taz this morning. For those of you not in our, in our newsroom, yeah, oh, nice. before yeah. six a.m. Yeah, my yeah. little cubicle that I sit in has they some reason it's the newsstand, so all the newspapers go there. Yeah, and then Andrew decides to just hang out there and read the newspaper right up my backside while I'm trying to show prep. Ouch! Nice. It was very annoying. comforting situation. It's annoying. I feel like you had sorry stood up and your computer was off. Mm. I didn't think you were show prepping anymore. But I apologize for in- incringing on your all space. Right. No problem. Right. You moved away from us to begin with. Yeah, well, that's. I, I don't want to be near anybody. Right. If yeah, no one likes bad. that, that's just too bad. So that's really it. Okay. All Happy right. Monday. Noted. So you'd think that the Saints would have had to score a few touchdowns to beat the Cowboys last night at the Superdome. New Orleans never found the end zone, but still got the win. 12-10. First time in 21 years they have won without scoring a touchdown. Sean Payton's team is now 3-1. and one. So far, so good without Drew Brees, but a lot of work remains. I can't get into all the things that we're still not doing well, and yet we're doing enough to win some of these close games, and that's encouraging, but um, there's a lot of things fundamentally that, that we have to improve on. The Cowboys take their first loss of the season. They scored at least 31 points in each of their first three games. Were held to 45 rushing yards from the ball over three times last night. Dak Prescott picked off on a heave towards the end zone on the final play. And then post-game, Jerry Jones said left tackle Tyron Smith suffered a high ankle sprain. 
Moose, didn't someone want to sit Nick Chubb this weekend in fantasy football? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mayfield with Chubb behind him. Mayfield under center on first down. Toss sweep, near side. Here comes Chubb with a cutback. He's out to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Here he goes to the 50. Here goes Chubb. He's going to go. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nick Chubb. He's got a hat trick. As in three touchdowns, Jim Donovan on Browns <clears throat> Radio. Did he play for you this weekend, uh, Ted? 39.30 points. Yeah, 39 points. Yeah, he did play nice. for me. You're damn right he Smart. played for me. You're welcome. Okay, I did not start. I did start him, I should say. No, no what do you mean you're welcome? We talked you into it. No, my Moose ass. And I did. Nobody, no. That's I was exactly going to play what him. Happens. No, hold on a second. I, I, they did not talk me into playing. I was going to play him anyway. I did sit him last week. I, I, I had a poofa. Okay, I made a mistake. That was a problem. Yes, I know that. But he's the same guy that during the draft of this freaking fantasy league that sucks that we have. Okay, I said <laughs> I take Nick Chubb. I beg your pardon. And then we we come out here, and I think it was you, Moose, and we were going through all of our rosters, and Moose goes, Nick Chubb, sixth overall. Yeah, yeah. Who else was I going to take? I obviously made the right oh, move. I don't know. I was just I'm not I was even just joking. But I mean, he was a stud at Georgia. Great play. <laughs> I, I didn't analyze the first round. No, but I remember those round. things. I remember those things. I, I remember well, you said I, that. But I, I, I did also say if you draft a guy sixth overall, you really have to start. You did him every say that, week. and yeah. you were correct when you were putting him on be- on the bench. You were correct, but I also believe in the hot hand. And he obviously was a hot hand, and I did the right thing, and I played him. And right now, I'm beating the guy the that you draft in the first round should play every week. Shouldn't be a question. It shouldn't run, yeah, not really no, be. Not if the that's guy's not, not playing. Match, that's not a matchup I don't agree guy. with you. I don't agree with you. Not if the guy's not playing well. Why is it got to be everybody's in a box? Well, he's the first rounder. You took him, so you got to play him. What if he's Stinkfest Jones? Well, then that's I gotta on keep you. Playing him? Well, yeah, but I, I, it's on me if I keep playing Nick him. Nick Chubb just because, doesn't stink. No, I didn't. No, I love Nick Chubb. I, no, I, no, I understand I, the I, point that you're making. If he's having a disastrous year, well, then I'm not. But we're talking about week three of the season. Yeah, but st- you got to go with the hot hand. Just because the guy's in your first round, your first pick, I mean, that doesn't mean he has to be a star for you in fantasy. If he doesn't play well, what? Just because he's a first rounder, a uh, first pick, I should say. I don't. I don't put well, people in, in boxes. Well, in week three, do you should keep him in a box and let yeah. him play. <laughs> yeah. If he gets to like week I, ten, I he sucks. Yeah. Then maybe think about uh, making a change. I, I agree with that. Well, okay. I don't know. Meanwhile, you, you guys are Therefore. talking like experts, and I'm probably above you in the standings right you now. Probably so, are. So you know, I mean, my team's terrible. Yeah. So that's true. But, but you guys are experts. Number, I lost my first round. I lost the number one overall pick for two months. So who's your who's your number one? Saquon Barkley. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot about yes. that. Yeah. 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 Yes. So Feeling congratulations on starting Nick Chubb. <laughs> Chubb, yeah. man. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. Georgia Bulldog Jones. Uh, Would you say, Andrew, something snarky? Uh, I would just know that was Biseglia, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's speedy recovery to Saquon. Barkley said he's ahead of uh, schedule. Oh, stop. Air quote. I told you he would be. Guys, he's a beast <laughs> Right. We'll see him in a month. Hamstring Jones. Well, they don't need him now. They got Wayne Goldman. Right. Five weeks. That's true. Right. Instead of taking eight weeks, he'll be back in five weeks. How bad are the Redskins? Oh, my God. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, let's get into everyone. Oh, clamoring for Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> How did he look? Yeah, that went well. Yeah, I know. Oh, got to start bold, bold in the team. Light a fire under the team. You know, we lit a fire under the Giants. She stinks. Yeah, really Jack good. Rabbit learned how to play again. Yeah, Gruden said, oh, you want Haskins? Here you go. <laughs> I think uh, you want to chant this name. And then the Redskins That's kind of like, what it felt like. Oh, my God. He stinks. <laughs> yeah. Get him back on the bench. Oh, he's not it's ready. Like, this is an Ohio, Ohio State. State. Oh, State you kid. gotta start him. I heard last week. Oh, uh, you gotta play him. I heard I last week. You're talking oh, about you me. Gotta... You're talking about me. No, not no, no. just me. I'm not no, I'm talking about that. the fan base chanting no, his name down in Washington. Oh, 
Dwayne Haskins, 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 Haskins. He came in the game. He looked like he never saw a football in his life. Never mind. Yeah, he looked, yeah, he looked it was like, oh, my, wow, he stinks. <laughs> he looked like he was just like a backup Juco guy. He I mean, looked like we thought that. Daniel Jones would look in the NFL. Yeah, right. That's right. Three, three, three right. interceptions, right. Part. You know how bad Haskins is? He made Peppers look good. <laughs> that's how bad Dwayne Haskins was. No, no, no. All of a sudden, people are like, oh, my God, Peppers looks great on the field. And Mike texts me about that. I've been talking to Peppers right. for two years over here. <laughs> it's, it's, my it's, text me. He's like, Peppers is great. I mean, yeah, right. he's the, <laughs> Peppers is like, oh yeah, let's go UM. I'm finally going to beat Ohio State uh, here today. <laughs> go Blue. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Uh, I think you got to give Haskins one more week practicing with the starters. Uh, one. Listen, it, it doesn't know. matter. Give him a little break. It doesn't matter. He was terrible. He was really bad. He was terrible. Really bad. I don't want to hear about lighting a fire. I don't want to hear about Going to Hask, I don't want to hear about it. The Redskins are one v one. Haskins and Matt Barkley. As Sally, yeah, no. As Sally Jenkins said, uh, what you saw yesterday was an NFL team against the Washington Redskins. Mm. Wow. So just pulls. So all the way back to Nick Chubb, by the way. Yes. Uh, those three touchdowns in the Browns' forty twenty five win in Baltimore. Those teams now even atop the AFC North at two and two. The Steelers and Bengals are each 0-3, and they play on Monday night Oh, football. can't wait tonight. Light the it up. Light up the nation. Steelers, Bengals. Bucks left standing after a shootout in L.A., 55-40 over the Rams. That has never been a final score before in NFL history. Tampa Bay led 21-0, 38-10, and 45-27, but needed Ndamukong Sue's 37-yard fumble return score with 66 seconds left to finally put the Rams away. The Bears smothered the Vikings 16-6, despite losing QB Mitchell Trubisky to a left shoulder injury on the sixth play of the game. The best update head coach Matt Nagy had after the game was that he didn't think Trubisky's season is over. The Chargers won in Miami 30-10, Carolina won in Houston 16-10, and the Chiefs won in Detroit 34-30. Patrick Mahomes did not throw a touchdown pass after 14 games in a row with at least two of them. College football, Alabama jumps Clemson for number one in the AP poll after the Tigers almost lost at North Carolina. And the St. Louis Cardinals on the very last day of the regular season finally clinched the NL Central 9-0 over the Cubs. So they play the Braves in a division series while the Brewers go to Washington for the wild card game tomorrow. The Cubs, by the way, not bringing Joe Madden back as their manager. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Here is uh, Taz was referencing the interception uh, yesterday that was uh, blown call on the field. Here is Steratore yesterday on, on CBS hopping back on the airwaves talking about uh, the blown call. Take a listen. We see this defensive back possessing the football here. One foot is down. He has not completed the interception. And as that one foot is down, the ball is also contacting the receiver who is out of bounds. In my opinion, that puts the football out of bounds. That is not an interception. I have it as an incomplete pass because it is touching a player out of bounds prior to the completion finishing. So, Gene, they clearly looked at it. Rolstead put the headset on, spoke with Al River on. What do you think that discussion was? I, I think they're looking, maybe they're looking at that bobble, bobble. And, and by the time the bobble then becomes a full possession, uh, the number 11 from Buffalo really isn't touching the football. It's a very unique play. I don't know that I've ever seen it in my 20 years in the NFL. Well, there you have it. Uh, so it's just like uh, I was saying. And the thing that is alarming to me is that Riveron's crew in New York, when they go to replay, 
that they that they don't that they don't know that. Like yeah. that that's a problem. No, like, blown call. There's something to do with the bills, something to do with the, the with the pats, none of that BS. Now Starrett did say in his opinion. Yeah, but he also gave you the rule. No, he did. He, no, I I get it. I get it. But I mean he he's you know, it's a judgment call, I guess, no, to an extent. I don't know. If the ball touches the guy who's out of bounds, the offensive player, that means that ball is an incomplete pass. Yeah, no, it's fair. That's, all. that's yeah. fair. I, I mean, know. it was a blown call, led to three points for the Patriots, no question about it. Yeah. Um, and one that, uh, you know, you expect based on replay uh, that they'd get right, uh, no? Yeah, I'm just aggravated. I'm I get it. We'll get to the Sunday night fair. Talk about aggravating. Lack of offense. We'll talk a little uh, Saints and Cowboys. We'll do that next. It's Taz and Moose on a Monday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Time right now to ask the pros. Were you the listener? Get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every single day. Taz of the Moose with you here on this Monday morning and reacting to the Sunday that was in the National Football League week four Sunday night affair. Uh, really a battle of defensive diehards uh, when you look at it. Uh, not much offense to speak of as both teams struggled offensively against both respective defenses. And give the give the Saints a lot of credit. You, you look at Drew Brees gets hurt in that Ram game. Suffers the torn ligaments in the thumb on his throwing hand. He leaves. They go up to Seattle, beat the Seahawks. A uh, Seahawks team that ran roughshod over Arizona yesterday on the road. Now they come back home and take on a Cowboy team. And interesting, I thought kind of ironic, where if you go back a year ago uh, to where the Saints went on the road in Dallas and that offense was clicking with Breeze and the like, and they got shut down defensively by the Dallas Cowboys. Now they come back home this year. And they know they don't have a lot of margin for error. They know that their offense is going to be limited in terms of spectrum about what they can do. And people pointed out the Dallas Cowboys are 3-0, and but look who they beat. The Giants, the Skins, the Miami Dolphins. Now they're going to get a tough test where you'll ask a lot of former football players say it's the, the most intimidating or hardest place to play on the road in New Orleans when that place is rocking and when the Saints are a good football team, and they are. And the Saints yesterday defensively uh, were great against the Cowboys. There's no offense or buts about it. Elliott had 35 yards on the ground on 18 attempts, uh, held them to under two yards per attempt. That was fantastic. You look at the Cowboys, they had one touchdown on the night. Uh, New Orleans couldn't crack the end zone, but the field goals were good enough, and they were able to hold off Dallas all night long. A great defensive performance at home by New Orleans. Yeah, no, they, they absolutely. Uh, I, I thought this game would be a much more exciting game, and it really wasn't. Uh, again, uh, we, we chat a little bit about the Bills and the Patriots, the defensive battle in S. And a lot of times, defensive battles are usually not good games. There's not a lot of scoring. You know, what makes the game scoring, uh, exciting? Usually scoring. But, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Zeke Elliott, not, not much done uh, on the ground. Not much of anything done anywhere in, in this game offensively. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, it's a, a huge win for the Saints to, to go to beat the Cowboys who – Many think, like me, are uh, going to be the team to, to be one of the top-tier teams in the NFC. So um, that's a huge win, and you brought up the Superdome. Yeah, they are just tough in that building for sure. I mean, I think about Drew, Drew Brees on that sideline without his gear on, with his thumb all wrapped up. You could just – it resonates off of him 
through the TV screen how much he wants to be in that game. And he was very supportive of Bridgewater and his teammates. He's a true leader, true team guy. It was interesting seeing Drew Brees. They kept the camera on him a lot because stars play well. And uh, as far as the camera, he, he was a, he's a star, even though he's not in his gear. And, um, yeah, and, and, and so you could just, I don't know about anybody else, but I felt like you could just see how bad he wanted to get in that game. Oh, yeah. But he couldn't, you know. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. The Cowboys win, are going to look at the three, uh, the three turnovers over the course of the game. They were minus two on the road down in New Orleans. That's not going to equate to a win. And uh, you've seen an adjustment. Listen, Bridgewater is, and he struggled a little bit last night. He, he's not Drew Brees, but whether it be ugly or pretty, all you'd have to do is find a way to win games, Taz. And you and I, we said we thought Bridgewater could keep this team above water, yeah, and he's yeah. doing better than that as the Saints are now 3-1 and one through the first four weeks. We'll come back. We'll touch upon the Browns. What a performance down in Baltimore. We'll get into that next as Baker Mayfield has a day. So does Nick Chubb. That comes your way next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 